Hello and welcome to The Blonde Commentary, exploring modern masculinity through faith. My name is Trey Orndorff, and again, I'm just so happy that you've chosen to listen today. It's hard to believe that just three weeks ago, I was able to start up this podcast and share my testimony with all of you. I mean, it's just so wonderful getting to see how I've been able to talk about my faith and also show others just how freeing it is to live the Christian life as a young person. What was really cool, actually, not too long ago, was that I had an old friend of mine reach out to me and say that they had some interest in religion and wanted to ask some questions. And that was just so inspiring, just getting to see how God is using something so measly as this little podcast I've started up just to advance his kingdom, and I'm so thankful for that. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Each week, I'll just be breaking down a different topic about young Christian living, and I hope that you can find something that you like and relate to it. Last week, I discussed my experience at the 2024 Passion Conference at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. And again, like I said last week, I'm just still in awe of how powerful a Gospel Center community is and just how vital it is to walking the Christian life. One aspect of this conference that I greatly admire is its placement at the beginning of each year. For most people, the beginning of the year is a time to both remember the past and also look forward toward new, exciting changes in the future. And in that same vein, it was awesome getting to see 55,000 young people choosing to start their year by drawing closer to God. Amen to that. I mean... However, all that being said, this did make me think a lot about the common tradition of New Year's resolutions, which a lot of us, including myself, make every year, and how God should ultimately play into them in 2024 and beyond. Now, of course, I will also add, it is very nice to be back here at college. I'm currently at the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, and it has just been an awesome start to the semester. I'm so excited to see what God is going to do in my last semester here at UA, and I'm just happy to be back in Tuscaloosa. So here at UA, I'm actually a biology major on the pre-medical professional track, and Being a bio major, I have had plenty of experience doing research in a lot of the sciences. So in that same vein, I wanted to be able to do a little bit of my own research into the tradition of New Year's resolutions and how they began. And I also really do love history, but because of my major, I don't really get to do a lot of history research. So this was a fun little exercise for me. According to what I could find in an article from the History Channel's website, it seems that this tradition has its roots in many different past societies. The oldest recorded instances of New Year's resolutions occurred actually in Babylon as a practice to gain favor with their gods by making and following through with yearly promises. One other early example that I found occurred following the creation of the new calendar by Julius Caesar in 46 BC. He named January after the Roman god Janus, a deity known for having two faces, one that would look backward toward the past and one that would look forward to the future. Though the earliest traditions were very pagan, Christians, even early in the religion's history it turns out, soon began to practice this, especially after the influence of John Wesley, the man who did found the Methodist Church. Beginning in the 1700s, John Wesley began the practice of covenant renewal services to direct people toward the Lord on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, instead of, you know, going out and partying and doing all of that stuff. 
But anyways, not sure if y'all really wanted that whole history lesson, but I thought it was very interesting just to do a little bit of research and see how New Year's resolutions got their start, even in the church. To continue with the theme of research, I was also very curious as to what the most popular New Year's resolutions were for 2024. And so, according to an article I found from Forbes Health, it turns out that the most common resolution this year at 48% of the population that was polled was to work on physical fitness, which isn't all too surprising. It seems that it's that way just about every single year. After this, financial improvement was next on the list at 38% of the population, and after that were mental health prioritization at 36% and weight loss at 34%. However, it is no secret that New Year's resolutions are commonly abandoned very soon after being made. For instance, the Ohio State University's website was cited by stating that Americans actually have a 9%, that's right, 9%, success rate when it comes to adhering to the resolutions that they make. And honestly, reading this poll, I was somewhat surprised at first, but then thinking about my own track history, I could not agree more. Most of the failures actually, believe it or not, according to the article, occur within the first week to the first month of the year, which unfortunately is also not too hard to believe in modern times. People fail their New Year's resolutions for a multitude of reasons. Call them what you will, a lack of motivation, too lofty of goals, overarching obstacles, even a lack of belief in the process to get the results that people desire. And honestly, it's that last one that hits me the hardest because I too have fallen victim to it when trying to make New Year's resolutions. I remember even back in December of 2022 making a list on my phone, which I still have, by the way, of the goals that I had made for the next year. And though some of the items were completed by the end of the year, thank goodness, many were ultimately forgotten along the way as my interest shifted to other things and became, you know, less important in the grand scheme. However, this shift of focus got me thinking about the importance of making God my New Year's resolution and why God should be all of our New Year's resolutions moving forward. It's actually kind of ironic that I have too often overlooked making resolutions related to my faith as opposed to the more physical, tangible things such as physical fitness. Like how it has been throughout human history, it's very difficult for us to look beyond our current situation to see the value of the eternal. The same goes for making any resolution, to be honest. Take exercise, for example. I really like that example because I personally am someone who loves to work out. However, I know that this is not a routine for many people in today's society, and each year, like clockwork, I watch as January brings with it tons of new gym goers. As someone who's very thankful to have going to the gym as a part of my normal life, it does make me very, very happy, actually, to see so many new faces at the gym each year. But, sadly, this joy soon fades as work picks up and people begin to feel the pressures of everyday life. The numbers in the gym start to dwindle, people cancel their memberships, etc., etc. In a way, I actually feel like this is how God feels when it comes to our relationship with Him. In the same way that people's fitness journeys are put on hold by the weight of the world, people's faith journeys are halted when newfound inspiration, such as what we get at the beginning of the year or after a conference or Christian camp, after all of that just runs out, 
we kind of lose our spiritual motivation. I have already experienced this even a little bit in 2024, I'm sad to say, when it comes to reading my Bible. I will admit that I've never been the best at getting personal time alone in the Word, and this year I really did want to change that. In fact, I'm planning on reading the entire Bible this year, and though I made a plan for it, I will say that coming to college and starting all the preparations for my future in medical school, I've somewhat let this fall to the wayside, and I'm really happy that I have this podcast because it helps keep me accountable to my own walk with faith, and it's something that I know that I really want to accomplish in 2024. So how can we all stay true to our New Year's resolutions this year, especially those that involve our faith? Well, I honestly would argue that it is by adhering first to our faith-related resolutions that we will find success in the others, and here's why. In John 15, verse 4, Jesus says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I honestly love this image Jesus gives us because it shows us where we can get our strength moving into each new situation. As Philippians 4.13 states, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know a lot of y'all are very familiar with that. That's kind of like the Pinterest, you know, Pinterest board post for, for Christians, I guess, so to speak. But now I will say, though, there is a quick thing that I want to add to these verses, and it's that they do have a caveat, and that is the will of God. Acts 1.8 actually explains this perfectly by saying that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we will be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Though God does empower us through his Spirit, he does so with the purpose that we use our gifts, talents, abilities, and blessings to bless others and fulfill his will outlined in the Great Commission. Apart from God, we will wither up, you know, kind of like the whole vine thing, for he is the vine, and we are simply to bear his fruit across the globe. Now, I know what you might be thinking. How do these verses factor into the idea of New Year's resolutions? Well, this time of year does serve as a perfect reminder of the gifts that we have received from Christ and how we can leverage them to advance the gospel. One of my favorite verses of all time is Romans 12, verse 1. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Now, of course, we're not actually sacrificing ourselves. Don't worry, Jesus did that already on the cross. But we are living for Christ by showing his love to others through our thoughts, actions, and skills. This is where the idea of New Year's resolutions factors in. Say you want to work on your physical fitness this year. Maybe invite a non-believer friend of yours to come along and minister to him or her that way. Maybe you want to learn a new instrument. Use those talents to promote the message of the gospel on, say, a worship team or maybe even starting a small band. Want to do better in school? See how doing so will allow you to have more opportunities in the future to show Jesus' love to others and ultimately follow through with that. The possibilities are honestly only limited by your own faith. And remember, Jesus only asked us to have faith the size of a mustard seed, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. My best advice when looking to make and follow through with this year's resolutions is to make God the priority. By praying to see how God wants to direct your steps this year, he will give you a sense of confidence when it comes to pursuing the goals God has set before you. 
honestly, you never know how God will want to use you. And I think that's just such a beautiful image. However, before you do any of this, it's important to mention that with the new year, we still have the same God, a God who wants a relationship with you and will help guide your actions if you let him, that is. Now, I realize that this is often easier said than done. It does take a lot of spiritual discipline to read your Bible, pray more often, etc., It also doesn't help that our society is just so caught up in instant gratification because focusing on the things above does take a lot of faith and commitment. I mean, just look at our very technologically advanced world. We're honestly always on our phones, always socially connected. We can like someone's posts and our self-worth is often controlled by what we see on the internet rather than what we see in Christ. However, God makes it clear in his word that he doesn't want us to do this alone. I mean, he literally gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us and act as our compass in every situation. God is there to help us when we need him, especially when we're seeking to gain a closer relationship with him. If you show God that he is the desire of your soul, kind of like what was the whole theme of the Passion Conference, he will show you the steps you need to take in order to follow him. And I think that's just... Such a beautiful promise that we have in such an incredible God. And if this is how you're feeling going into the new year, I know it's kind of like how I'm feeling. I hope that this serves as some sense of motivation for you. Uh, But you might be asking yourself, what are some practical steps that we can take in order to follow through with our desire to follow Jesus? Well, first, I would honestly just echo what I said last week about gospel-centered community. God did not design us to exist as singular entities. I mean, even if you look at the creation of the world, God gave Adam, his wife, Eve, so that they could exist in a form of gospel-centered community, which I think is so beautiful just due to the fact that it shows that God knows so much about his own creation and loves us enough to do that. I also look at Matthew 18, verse 20, where Jesus explains that when two or more are gathered in prayer— He is there also. It is this power that we get to see in gospel-centered community that makes it my go-to for developing any sort of spiritual discipline, whatever they might be, getting in the word, praying more, you name it. In the same way that going to work out, kind of continuing with this whole metaphor, with a partner is really good for staying committed because you have someone to go with and someone to keep you accountable, I would say that studying God's word with others is Also, an amazing way to grow closer to the Lord while also forming new relationships with fellow believers. This is just one of many awesome ways for also new believers to grow in their faith. I know I talk a lot in this episode about people that already know God, but if you don't yet know God, being able to go and engage with an enriching gospel-centered community is such an amazing way for you to be able to find a sense of direction when it comes to starting your own spiritual journey. I mean, it's no mystery that diving into faith is sometimes a lot of a mystery for people. But God wants us to be able to engage in gospel-centered community because he realizes how pivotal that is in order to walk the Christian life. And I think that is such an amazing thing. I would also add that Even scheduling time alone with God this year is a great way to enhance your relationship with him throughout 2024 and beyond. 
For me, I know that I'm very much a planner being a very type A individual. I know there's probably a lot of y'all out there as well. And so this method has worked very well for me in the past when I have just simply looked for time to talk to God about my day and ask for his guidance in whatever might be going on. I usually will, for me personally, I stop before I eat a meal to pray and just recenter my focus on God's will for my life. And though you, it doesn't really matter when you pray or when you might schedule this or even the time you might schedule to dive into the word, but this is just one way that I have found to do it. And if you can stay consistent with this, you know, I believe that God will be fruitful through that. And I know I've at least found some success doing that. Like with all resolutions, growing your relationship with God will definitely have its difficulties, I would say. It will involve you having to let go of whatever selfish desires you have and just allow God to simply direct your steps rather than you direct your steps. And I think sometimes this is seen as somewhat limiting or restricting by those that are living outside of God's will. And I mean, why wouldn't it? They don't see the freedom that is provided by being a child of God. In the same way, you know, it's kind of like the way that people see you pursuing a workout regimen when they don't necessarily follow that same exact lifestyle. The results you see while working out don't always come at the beginning, but over time, little by little, they do come. If we can have faith in that, something like physical exercise, why can we not have faith in the literal creator of the universe to do a marvelous work in us? By having God be at the center of your resolutions this year, the Lord will show you how to best leverage your skills for the sake of his kingdom. And I mean, what better way is there to go into 2024 than that? Honestly, he'll give you the assurance that you need in order to know how to best accomplish the goals he has set before you. Ultimately, you will know that by following his will and not your own, you'll be able to see the incredible worth that is being a child of God. And in how uncertain of a world we live in today, I can think of no better way to make your resolutions than to center them around God's will. And that's the Blonde Commentary. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you're just as excited as I am for all that the Lord has in store for 2024 and beyond. I really think that this is going to be an awesome year, and I'm super hopeful and excited for everything that God has lined up for me personally when it comes to like medical school and other stuff like that, and even just finishing up my time here at UA. But if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out on any of my social media channels. You can follow me on Instagram at the blonde commentary. And I'm also on TikTok by that same handle. And yeah, we can just talk about any questions that you have regarding faith or even just young Christian living in general. But join us next week as we discuss the importance of work-life balance when trying to live the abundant life that God desires for us so dearly. Honestly, I believe that with work and school ramping up for so many, including myself, this will be an awesome topic for us to discuss as we kind of hone in on what it means to live that abundant life. But until then, I hope you all have a wonderful week, and this has been The Blonde Commentary. 